Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Lucho Scali. Michael. Sunrento, Michael Sunrento and the love of Bolu Anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, it's you know we didn't think it ever happened in our lifetime, and now it's only happened once, and this is the only joy we have in Mudville anymore. Hey, better, better than nuns. That's what I always say. Um, welcome to the Seth Kennedy New York City Marathon Show. We're going four hours tonight, all about the 40-man roster. And, of course, it's the day IFG gets a terrible migraine and can't be here because she feels like crap. She actually texted. She's going to try and come oh, on because right. she uh, couldn't – she could not sleep because her head is bugging her that much. So Yeah, well, we told her she doesn't have to be here because we've got lots of other friends – uh, and we miss her, of course, but um, we got lots of other friends that are going to stop by tonight and help us out, do four hours on the Cubs 40, man. Uh, this is brought to you by, well, Seth Kennedy, one of our super ranters and 117 Patreon supporters. Thank you very much. If, if you want us to do a four-hour show for you, then patreon.com slash sunranto, and uh, we'll just- Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want us to do a four-hour marathon for you, you need to try to do a marathon yourself because this well, is the second time we've done this in 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 my history. I don't know, Danny, you didn't do this before I was on the show. No, this is the second marathon show. Not that we haven't done four hour shows before, but it was <laughs> just. In fact, that other marathon show, uh, Dawn, she that was like five six hours. That I show. think we went six hours because she needed five hours to complete the marathon, so she asked us to do five, and that was that was so long ago. We didn't even know if we could do five. Yeah, we did. And then we did like six. But fast people, (laughs) fast people only, please. Um, Anyway, I just want to put up, uh, before we bring in our first guests, uh, I want to bring up the, for the video watchers, not the podcast listeners, including Seth, who's listening right now at his ears. He's going over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. 
from Staten Island to Brooklyn. I love how they make like Staten Island. You're just barely in it. Yeah, you're like, hey, you guys don't really want to be in Staten Island. We're just going to start you here. You run over the bridge. You're in Brooklyn right away because that's what the the marathon map is. So right now he's running over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, which until the year 2000, in the year 2000, it was. I forget which way it was, but it was like $12 toll to just oh to go God. one way on the bridge. And then you didn't have to pay the other way. Now you have to pay both ways, but it's half as much. I don't understand uh, really either way why it happened. But I can that's... explain. Oh, you could. Oh, IFG's here. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm from Staten Island uh, originally, and there was a law on the books that said every citizen needs a free path to their state capital. Um, so to get across the Verrazano, which I used to be able to see from my bedroom window, um, from Staten Island to, uh, to Manhattan was free, and then you had to pay to come back. It was $7.50 when I left in, like, 1993. Yeah, it was like 12 bucks by the time I left. And we'd always like drive through Brooklyn and go try to go a completely different way to try to leave Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Was- I think, I think what they ultimately did, didn't they make the ferry free instead so that they could charge the toll both ways? Yeah. The ferry is 50 cents coming back. That's what or, it is. Yeah. That's so, awesome. uh, well, thanks for coming, IFG. I wasn't sure if you were going to make it, but I'm glad you feel well hey. enough to be with us tonight, at least for a little bit of time. Okay, yeah, so hold on. We did have that map up there, and I did have a question. Isn't the New York City Marathon supposed to go through all five boroughs? It does. Okay, so for people who are looking, it's – I don't – I see Brooklyn. I see Manhattan. Yeah. Do you see right where it crosses over 278, and there's like a little inlet, and it goes right by Astoria? That's Queens. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, okay. it's Astoria, Queens, or at least near it. Then you run okay, into so Manhattan, and then you w- run north, just dip into the Bronx, that's right where Yankee Stadium is, and then you come back down Harlem and run down uh, Fifth Avenue. Okay, I get I'll it. explain oh. it as we go, because I lived there for 18 years. I'm going to bring on our first guests. Uh, first of all, live from the Arizona Fall League, it's Sarah Sanchez from the Cup of Cubby Blue podcast. And hi, Sarah. What are you doing in Arizona? I am here for a conference called First Pitch Arizona, which is basically like Comic-Con for fantasy baseball people. And so we are going to watch a lot of Arizona Fall League. We're going to talk about all the strategies we use for roster construction for various roto uh, builds or points builds or all the new stats that we're inventing to try to figure out which pitchers are real and which ones are going to bust. And uh, it's going to be a rad time. It's going to be about 200 of us hanging out. We are right next to... Sloan Park, where the Cubs play. So I like literally drove up and saw Sloan Park, which was really cool. I want to send Cotton to that conference next year. Just go to all those tech seminars just to be, get up and like disrupt things and ask well, terrible questions and piss everybody off. That's let what me I give want. A, let me give a quick plug. Uh, my panel is Saturday night. Uh, it is the we did a first year rookie draft. So we took all the players who have rookie eligibility for 2024 and we drafted teams and we're going to play a league based on that. So we're going to talk through that draft. I'm really excited about it. There's some awesome people who were in that draft with me. Very cool. Well, welcome. But we're already a, we got four states represented right now, Arizona, Illinois, Iowa, and Washington. So why don't we bring another state into the mix? Let's bring a fifth. Yeah. 
It's just like the, like the five girls. We have yeah. five states. We, we got we got a, we got a swing state in the mix. Even the dogs like nobody's ever been that excited about Ohio. No, and she she's she's reprimanding me like, hey, calm down. <laughs> okay, speaking of Ohio, I bumped into one of my friends from Cleveland here. Uh, right as I was checking into the conference, and he is very upset because they have an Airbnb close to Sloan Park, and it is the Cubs House Airbnb. So he's a yes. Cleveland fan, and he's having some trauma today. I, on the other hand, wish I was staying in the Cubs House. That sounds like it would be amazing. Yeah, you know what? If he was smart, he would have just said, Sarah, let's switch. You do this over here because you'll enjoy it, and I'll stay wherever you're, you're staying. So while I have you guys on, I know, Billy, you've got a show tonight. You're trying out some new jokes. Uh, if, if people don't know, Billy's a stand-up comedian. You should follow him and go see his shows live. And, Among uh, Sarah, other things, B- Billy has many hats. Many, many hats, including a what, – what are you wearing right now, a Texas Rangers hat? Yeah, man, I am. And I've oh, got- I thought that was a Title IX hat. It's much less cool now. That's Title X, actually. Yeah. X is 10. It, yeah, but look. there's a line in front of it, Danny. That's ah. the nine. Now, look, I know I need to stand up for myself as in I've, I've, I have worn and shown Mariner's paraphernalia, of course. But – I have family in Dallas, and I've spent many, many summers in Dallas. So it's not like I've been a turncoat here. I just have, like Cotton said, many hats. <laughs> and to prove it here, oh, here we go. Here's an old one for you guys. Also, Red's legend, Nick Solak jersey. Oh, wow. That I barfed on last week. <laughs> <laughs> you're so, you're so lacked you all over the World it. Series? Were you that guy at the World Series just sitting in the stands Vomiting? See yeah. That video. If the World Series was Milton's, then yeah, I guess so. <laughs> was there a World Series vomiting guy that I missed? If it if it wasn't World Series, then it was one of the championship series. But it's yeah. this. It was this playoffs, and he's just like sitting in his seat, and I think he's just super hammered. He's just slowly. Like trying not to oh, vomit. And yeah. Brutal. I'm looking at it right now. Do oh. not show us. No yeah, one wants no. to see it, Dan. No. Yeah, we'll get shut down. <laughs> a, the there fact a, that I've even said it this many times already <laughs> on the show, I feel bad about it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm oh, frustrated that dude. I even brought it up. There was. Uh, I can't. I can't. No, we're not no. watching. There, there's a great video from the Bengals' first game last season where this lady who has, like, a tank top on, of course she has the rose tattoo on her left boob because it's necessary if you're from the west side of Cincinnati. And she's sitting there, and she chugs a, a white claw and then just stops and just starts barfing on herself and hitting the person in front of her. And the person in front of her is wearing a neck brace and is trying to turn around <laughs> to stop. And it went viral, and it's probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just like, just, just, can you stop? <laughs> well, question for what, what, What's going on back there? <laughs> Why does it feel like I'm being misted? Well, question, question for the group. I mean, we're early in Seth's run to be talking about puking, but um, <laughs> right. thank God we didn't do this at the end when he might actually want to vomit. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about puking again. It's a it's a long night. But uh, have you ever puked at the ballpark? Uh, no, obviously not. What do you mean, obviously? <laughs> I would. I don't think people would say that about me. It's not obvious. Yeah. Well, it's not obvious. You and I have very different personas, Danny. <laughs> 
I've puked outside of the ballpark. Sure. Yes, I have too. No. I had a really terrible hot dog at a minor league park once. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, so yours, yours was uh, food induced. Yeah. Oh, you were running the glizzy gambit. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I Sometimes have. You take your chances and you pay your dues. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, and you'd rather go anywhere. That, like, there was one. I mean, I'd read. The Wrigley bars are probably worse places to use the bathroom or to puke in than the ballpark itself, which they keep relatively clean. So, like, on opening day, people were hammered by 10 a.m., and I'm like, oh, God, my stomach's rumbling a little bit. And I went, like, to a few different places, and they were all completely destroyed. And I was like, there's absolutely no way this is happening. I'm, like, texting Stuart, and I'm like, dude, can I get in your condo? He's like, no, man, we left. I walked all the way home just to use a decent <laughs> a mile home. Yeah, but I mean, because you know, you don't want to have uh, stomach issues at rig at the ballpark because then you might as well just leave, right? Oh, I absolutely mean- not. Mm-hmm. I have I have never had to use a stall for any reason at uh, Wrigley Field. Oh well, lucky you. Um, hashtag chance in the chat, by the way, I didn't bring that up. You can win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And I'm going to give away multiple chances tonight. There's going to be four chance giveaways every hour. We're doing a chance. That's what's happening. Oh, I'm going to go grab a beer real fast. Be back in like 30 seconds. Sounds good. Mike will definitely be puking at the end. See, we will be talking about puking later (laughs) in the show when Michael gets too hammered and, uh, Candle, there's liquor. So, uh, Billy, let me ask you, before you got to go, it's um, the Reds. Close but no cigar. Maybe a little bit diamondbacky in the way that they surged throughout the season, I would say. Sure. Seeing how far they go, they went this year, does that give you hope for your future? How, how are you feeling right I now? I lost, yeah. Can oh, you? We, we still have – we oh. can hear him. Are you there? I, I I'm here. We still have people are going there. in and out. My internet is being weird. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, well, I'm I'm asking if you can hear me now. I, I can hear you now. Okay, I'm asking uh, if you feel confident about the future of the Reds, given what you just saw happen with the D-backs. Yeah, I was confident even before going into what happened with the Diamondbacks, because anything can happen in this postseason tournament. You never know. It's uh, it's crazy. So it's just if you get hot, as soon as you get hot, anything can happen. So uh, I don't think they could have had that type of run with how they're constructed, but I have faith with how they'll be constructed moving into next season because they're actually going to have money to spend. So I think they're actually going to go get a starting pitcher. I think they're probably going to go get a reliever or two and then let her roll because that's that was the glaring hole. The other stuff I would want is very minor compared to that. So I feel good. I feel confident that they'll be able to do it this next year. Well, that's if if we don't do it. What do you think, Sarah? Do you think we might have a chance of doing it? (laughs) I mean, this is highly dependent on what the Cubs actually wind up doing this offseason. And and I am – Cautiously optimistic that they are going to try and bring back like a Cody Bellinger or at least address the fact that they don't currently have a slam dunk center fielder or first baseman. Like I know that we saw 60 plate appearances for Pete Crow Armstrong or whatever it was. And frankly, as far as I can tell, the man can't catch up to a 93 mile per hour fastball. So 
that is going to preclude him being the Cubs center fielder of the future for at least 2024. I don't think that's a problem long term. I think it's a problem right now. And so they need some sort of solution at center field. They need some sort of solution at first base. And they probably need at least one starting pitcher, if not two, because I think Marcus Stroman is going to opt out given the pitching environment right now. I wasn't sure he was going to based on injuries um, that had happened, but actually looking at the free agent class and what he might demand in this environment, I think he might opt out. And if he does, the Cubs are going to need to replace Stroman. They're going to have to come to terms with Kyle Hendricks. Uh, there are some guys out there I'm interested in to fill those roles. Aaron Nola could be really interesting there, for example. Super, super intrigued by that. But the Cubs have some work to do. It's going to be interesting to see just how much money they are allowed to spend this offseason because these are not problems that can be fixed just from the farm system. And and just to, just to confirm, um, this is baseball and center fielders and first basemen and starting pitchers are all very necessary and can't just be done without, right? It, it, yes, they, they, they are essential members of the 40-man roster. <laughs> you mean we can't just play with 10 guys like David Ross keeps trying to? <laughs> I mean, David Ross can try, and the Cubs will come close to losing 100 games again. I think we all know what this team looked like while Cody Bellinger was on the IL when they were trying to win games without having, like, Nico Horner in the lineup, for example, right? Like, this roster is not deep. So there are reasons to be optimistic, but the Cubs 2024 – depends highly on what they do this offseason. And frankly, they're going to have to spend some cash if they want to compete in this division. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm actually, honestly, fairly surprised because I'm not really looking at the free agency stuff much yet or following those. So, Sarah, you're saying that the environment right now is that, what, just limited number of pitchers? There are a handful of pitchers on the free agent market who should command some decent deals. Blake Snell is a free agent. Aaron Nola, who I already mentioned, is a free agent. But I think that the amount of money, because of the teams who are competitive that need pitching, the amount of money that they are going to be willing to spend on a starting pitcher like Stroman, even with his injury problems at the end of 2023, will be higher than what he is guaranteed through the Cubs, through his deal right now. Because so if, if I'm Marcus Stroman's I, agent, I, I want him to opt out and get another at least two- or three-year deal, probably something longer, because right at this moment in time, like, for example, the Padres have two pitchers. They have Joe Musgrove and they have Hugh Darvish, who is having surgery this offseason. They need at least three guys in that rotation. They're losing Blake Snell. Do you think they wouldn't pay Marcus Stroman more than what the Cubs are paying him right now? The the Phillies are losing Aaron Nola. That is a competitive team that is going to need to replace that arm. Now they have some interesting options in their farm system, but I'm just but they're also willing to spend money. And I just I think that the teams who are willing to spend money, the Reds need some starting pitching, and they have a ton of money to spend. So the teams who are willing to spend money, who will offer, in my opinion, Marcus Stroman a better deal than what he currently has with the Cubs, and it's the last year of his deal, so he'd be a fool not to try his chances on this market. Well, I want to see that's really bad news. I, I was I had already given up, been like, oh, Strowman's coming back. I was already thinking. Well, we shall see. I want to see who's on. I, I, I want to bring somebody else's voice into the conversation. Luis has been waiting patiently here in the green room. Hey, Luis Medina from Bleacher Nations and the Bleacher Nations resident Taylor Swift expert. Um <laughs> You, are you going over to uh, Europe to see her play? 
I heard it's uh, a little cheaper. I, I am going to Canada. Uh, I got I got lucky. Uh, a friend got a ticket uh, for the Toronto show. Wh- Ooh, Northern when is, Europe. When when is that? That's in November 2024. So I've got time. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Hang in there. Hang in there. The, it, the anticipation. A long time from now. Yeah, she's doing. She's she's got Europe this winter. Well, she's got Argentina, Argentina, Brazil, and then it's a Europe trip, and then it's Australia, and then she has a second leg in the fall. Uh, for the United States. Well, that's good. So. She's got two what? legs. She's got a lot of dancing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you mean standing? So, so what do you think by then? Do we have the Travis Kelsey album or? <laughs> yeah, we'll have that by then. She's doing another album probably next fall. So, yeah. so bes- besides meeting Taylor Swift, uh, who's who's on your wish list for the Cubs this offseason? Sarah brought up a lot of names that the Cubs oh, are going to yeah. have to do. We're not the only team that's looking for this stuff, uh, starting pitching, a bat. But where, where do the Cubs start to be competitive next year? They got to start with the pitching. Like, and I was thinking about it earlier this morning because I was thinking about uh, Jamison Tyon, how, like, he was kind of – he was just so bad for most of the year. But, like, he was, like, their one consistent start in September. He had a pretty good September. So, but, like, you need a guy that can bump him down to, like, the third or fourth starter – I mean, obviously Otani is at the top of my list. Yamamoto is is interesting. Another another Japanese import. And then and then I wonder if like, do they have to trade Strowman? Do they have to let go of Kyle? Ugh. I did you see the article today? I believe it was about trading Kyle to the Cardinals, picking up the option and trading him, or that no. he'd be a good fit. Yeah, I think it was Sports Illustrated, which has really gone down here. Oh, yeah. No, like, I, I, I saw that clickbait garbage. Yeah. Trading, man, like you, do you want to have January 6th at Wrigley Field? Tra- <laughs> to, the, to the Cardinals. And yeah. that's just the hold, Cardinals fans. I hold, mean, on a, wow. hold on a second here real quick. 20 minutes ago, this came in, but uh, I missed it. Seth Kennedy. Our marathon man uh, says, not sticking around, obviously, just here to say this is awesome and thank you. And I parasocially love you all. I don't know what parasocially is, but I feel like I'm going to get itchy tomorrow. And then oh, he says, don't, don't be those fancy words around with me. Yeah. And also, cheap. Hashtag chance. Yeah. Hashtag chance <laughs> in the wants, chat. He wants, he he wants, wants a win. chance at the <laughs> postcard. Even as he's running a marathon. He's in Brooklyn right now. He's running into Brooklyn. Um, I lived in um, Brooklyn. He's not quite to where I lived. He's going to be getting to hipster Brooklyn or or to rich people Brooklyn, like kind of uh, Park Slope. Not That's not really Cosby Brooklyn, but it kind of looks like Cosby Brooklyn, Ooh. like Cosby Show Brooklyn. So um, – so enjoy that. <laughs> the, yeah. the smell of garbage on the streets is just wonderful. <laughs> look, look around, Seth. Look at the people on your street and see if any of them are wearing multicolored sweaters. It might be Pat Hughes. <laughs> or Bill Cosby. So, <laughs> or uh, Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> all those You're very just, unlikely. You guys are all picking yeah. people that absolutely couldn't be. At least maybe Pat Hughes could be there. Well, I mean, Bill Cosby is a free man, so it could be. Yeah. And oh, just, right. yeah, I thought he was still in jail. Just be wary of anything he's handing out holding for you to drink. That's all I'd say. Oh, yeah. Don't take the cup of water from Bill Cosby. Nope. Do not take anything from Bill Cosby. No. Um, 
So yeah, so back to the Cubs. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> or, or, to, or to the let's talk Weird about transition. the. Whole, I want to talk about the whole kind of thing we just saw. The whole playoff scenario. You you had a surprise team in Arizona. Eighty four wins makes it all the way to the World Series, sweeping the Brewers and Dodgers. Um, you know the the at least the hated Astros were kicked out uh, of the the situation. Um, the an, a, a new team atop the AL East in there with the Orioles. I mean, it was just kind of a different look for these playoffs. Not a lot of normal can, names in it. And what do you what do you make of that? A lot that of new different? blood. A lot of new not a lot of new names in there. Houston's old. I guess Philly was there last year, but you know other. No Red Sox, no Yankees, no Cardinals. It's one of the best playoffs of all time. Yeah, and, and also spending money works. Like. The Phillies spent money. The Rangers spent money. You go out, you spend some money, you get the right guys on your team. And I know somebody out there is like, but it didn't work for the Padres or the Mets. Yes, you have to be smart about how you spend your money, and you have to construct a roster that has good chemistry and whatnot. And you probably need a really great manager like a Bruce Bochy to pull it all together because the difference between the Rangers this year and the Rangers last year is truly like that dude and some pitching. But also, spending money with the right management works. You can get a really big advantage if you go out and get the right talented players. And I think I would love Jed Hoyer to get inspired to go on a spending spree this offseason. I, I would love, love Jed Hoyer to get inspired to go to a different team and get uh, <laughs> Has Kim Ng picked up anywhere? That's who I no. want. And, and also it shows the importance of pressing the right buttons at the deadline. I mean, when they went and swapped for Jordan Montgomery, that was massive. That was huge. And then when they went for Chappie, I mean, they went through and they, they cobblestoned a bullpen together that got hot at the right time along with that money that they spent with big game Evaldi, dude. Like, they didn't just throw in the towel like, oh, we're out with DeGrom, it's over. No, they kept going and their front office knew what to do. And, and Luis, you were saying, uh, who, are you, who are you texting me? I'm looking back at, uh, oh, you say... Uh, Belly, oh no, this was Cerami texting us saying, Juan Luis, are you? I think Luis is frozen. Oh, is he? He has been looking really pensive for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I was just looking at him and I'm like, is he just contemplating what we're doing here? Or, oh, there, we just got a movement. Well, and also look at the diamond back. I just heard his modem go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the mouse on the wheel's taking a nap. Okay. Yeah, but look at the Diamondbacks, too. They made all the right trades at the deadline, going to go get Seawald and knowing who they could get rid of and who could be flexible and trading for Tommy Pham. Like, I mean, it's just like, you know, if you can get rid of a 14th, 15th best prospect in your system to go get a known closer, you go and you do it. Well, and letting the young guys that they have play the game. Well, when you have Corbin Carroll, that's an easy plug-in, you know? Oh, I, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what an easy plug-in is anymore because we see, I mean, with the Cubs, we see guys who, are, who look like they're good or look like they need an opportunity. They do a lot of good stuff when they're in Chicago, and then they just get sent down or benched or whatever. So, like, anymore, I don't know what a – like, yeah, Corbin Carroll was excellent. Would he have gotten that same opportunity on this Cubs team 
with David Ross. He would have sat there for four weeks waiting for at bats because Ross plays the veterans and not the guys who are hot. Like, I mean, I was so, I was so utterly frustrated with the Alexander Canario and Nelson Velasquez experiences this year. Like Nelson Velasquez is raking for the Kansas City Royals. Are you telling me the Cubs couldn't have used 17 home runs in their lineup this season? Oh, apparently not, but he, he hardly played. Four weeks or whatever, he was with the big league team. And this is a – David Ross is going to have to get over it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was and just that's why, they had too many outfielders. And that's why all of us are bitching and not sitting here being like, man, our team's won the whole fucking thing, huh? <laughs> well, huh? Just speaking of too many outfielders, one of the things we are going to do tonight is run through the entire 40-man roster. <laughs> um, we, 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 we had Luis. We lost Luis. I, I don't know. Hopefully we get Luis back. Um, but uh, – no, here's the 40-man outfielders. It's a crowded outfield, especially considering that you've already locked up Ian Happ and Suzuki as two of the guys. And everybody – and, then you know, Bellinger is still on this list right now because, you know, he was on the 40-man or he uh, – Well, he technically still is, still is until he – until he elects free agency, right? It's like five days from now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So technically, I mean, there's going to be a lot of technical things happening coming soon. But, you know, that's what Kevin Alcantara is an outfielder. Canario's an outfielder. Pete Caro Armstrong. Brendan Davis still got a big question. We're going to go through all these guys. You still got Tachman, who had a heck of a year uh, for us uh, unexpectedly. But um, anyway, it's it, somebody's got to get traded, I think, eventually. IFG, you said something last week. Mm-hmm. That keeps reverberating in my head, which is top 10 prospects are what you buy good teams with. Yes. And and I was like, yeah, because, you know, if you have a glut of these prospects that are sitting there, they can't all play. There's one job for all the outfield prospects right mm-hmm. now. There's one. That's yeah. it. And so you've got to do something, and you can't be too precious with your dudes. Um, now, you hope you pick right, but I just – that's been reverberating with me all week. And, like, and I wish we gave those guys a little bit more of a chance to play, even to showcase them for such a thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm so glad that Alexander Canario is playing down on lead-on because at least there will be scouts there looking at him going, hmm, maybe this kid's actually good. And maybe they go back to their team and they go, hey, you know, maybe we trade for this guy. Because he plays right field. Like, we have a right fielder. He's never going to get, like, full season time in right field at Wrigley. But he could be a decent trade piece if he has the stuff to prove. Yeah. Uh, I, I I totally I, I've been watching a little bit of the Lightum too, and Canario's been doing great down there. He had a great minor league time of it in AAA. He tore it up, and then the only time that he 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 just got benched basically for a month yeah. and got to like watch baseball from a really good seat. Pretty much is what happened there. Um, and, and you know what really sucks about that too is that. You know, IFG, you made a good point. There's going to be scouts there from other teams watching. They're going to be paying attention to him. They're going to want to trade for him. They're going to offer less because they know that the Cubs think he's a bench player instead of a starter. You know what I mean? If you Absolutely. give him the, the time to run and build up some uh, value, then you get a better pick for him. You know, it's it's 
But the fact that they brought him up and then they sat him on the bench the entire time makes people go, oh, they don't value him. We're not going to offer the same sort of thing for him. It could be. Well, there's also – oh, I was just going to say, I think that Jed hamstrings himself a little bit by showing, like, who he's all in on and, like, who they don't (laughs) really care about that much. And and let me give you an example. So, like, it seems pretty obvious that, like, Matt Mervis is not going to happen. So if I'm a team who wants a first baseman that might have 30 home run potential, I don't have to offer the Cubs very much to get them to move on from Matt Mervis, even though last year at this time he was literally the MVP of the Fall Stars game. And that is a mismanagement of assets. That is a misman. They do a bad job of putting out there the value that their players have. Another guy, Christopher Morrell plays multiple positions. He is a 2020 guy with legit power. And yes, I know he strikes out 30% of the time. The Cubs are going to get pennies on the dollar for Christopher Morrell because they refuse to let him play an outfield at any sort of defensive position on a regular basis and prove that he's more than a DH. That is absolute. That's a disaster. He's got such great tools, and they're going to get nothing for him. He's going to go play for some other team for nothing because the Cubs don't understand what they have in Christopher Morrell. And the last thing I'll say here, and I I hope I'm wrong. Like, I hope Pete Crow Armstrong is like the next Cody Bellinger, and in three years we're talking about how this team is built around PCA and he's the most wonderful thing ever. But frankly, kind of just looks like a glove first center fielder to me right now. Like, the, the hit tool does not seem ready for Major League Baseball, and I don't know that it's going to get much better in a year or two. And, like, I don't know, man. If I'm watching the Cubs right now, it very much looks like Jed Hoyer has staked his reputation on PCA being the move he made that proves he's a genius and they will never part from him and never move on, which means the outfield is set. The outfield is Hap, Suzuki, and PCA. So all of these other guys are expendable for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, I know you've got to you've got to go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get out of here. Okay. And I, well, and, Sarah, and I before do wanna... you go, great points, and uh, it's really weird to hear that coming out of someone else's mouth because it's like those are my thoughts, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> uh, well, I am headed actually to an Arizona Fall League game, which I'm super excited about. I think we're seeing the Scottsdale Scorpions play the Peoria Javelinas. I could be wrong about Ooh. those two names. But I'm here for four days. I'm going to get, definitely get to see James Triantos and Kevin Alcantara, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, I will probably do, like, some content from the Fall Stars game on Sunday, so be watching my channels. And thank you for having me. It's always fun to talk with all of Thanks, you about Sarah. baseball. Have fun. Good to see you. See ya. Bye. Good to see you. Um, I, w- I, I wonder if the Javelinas are, like, a group, a team of female Javis. That'd be, a, that'd be awesome. Um, but Luis, I want you to ad- answer a question in the in the chat that I see here from Corey Furlong. So, and Billy, take this too. Uh, do, do you do you ruin prospect value by calling them up and they play poorly, or do you get more by just having them rake it at AAA? Like maybe it's the opposite of what Cotton said. Like, you know, maybe Mervis sucked at the major league level, but you know, let him rake at AAA, you get more for him. Yeah, I'm a big fan of letting guys uh, figure it out at AAA, mostly because I, it's a double whammy when they fail at the major league level. Cause it's just like, oh, not only is this guy just like can't hit shit right now, but also his trade value is going down, or any future value is going down. I think that's what happened with Mervis. It was just like, well, we could bring him back up, and then if he struggles, he's like done done. Or we can rebuild him and bring him back next year. Kind of what happened with Anthony Rizzo when he left the Padres and came to the Cubs. Had some time, you know, had his struggles in the big league level, went to the minors, came back, and then he was 
know, nothing was the same. Well, the Reds are not that risk averse of a team because they just didn't they didn't spend any money, so that's who was playing, regardless. Yeah, well that was the whole plan this year, like which was just <laughs> let the kids play and if and the winning was just a byproduct of it. So like but even before then, twenty twenty one when they were still going for it, but not letting people know that they were broke yet. Um the the you know, look at who was playing second base. Jonathan India. His first two weeks in the big leagues were complete dog shit. Took a, they sat him for a week, and then he came back, got hot, and won Rookie of the Year. I mean, you just... It's almost like giving them a chance works. Exactly. That is the philosophy that everyone should have. Because guess what? Once you get to the majors and you're not figuring it out, what's the point of sending them back down? You need to keep them up here so that they can figure it out and see it. It's a completely different style of pitching going from AAA to the bigs. And especially since they wiped out half the major leagues because of the coffee sneezies in 2020, then you, you know, you, you have less time to develop. So there's more, there's less talent that's going to be down there anyway. So you might as well keep them up here. Okay. But you like, like, you need good pitchers to make good hitters. Correct. And anybody who can pitch at the major league level is going to be up here doing it. Sure. So if you want your hitters to learn how to hit major league pitching, they need to hit some fucking major league pitching. Yeah, and it's not going to just happen overnight. It's going to – it takes a minute. I mean, look at, like, you know, with us, Ellie De La Cruz came up and was hotter than piss for a month and then disappeared until the last three weeks of the season because right. he had to see it and figure it out. You know, he was striking out at a 47 to 53% clip at rates. I mean, it's just, that was a part of it. Or was that um, because he was hitting AAA pitching that was up in September? A lot of teams were sending out bums out there. Well, yeah. That's always my fear, because I've seen guys get hot in September, and then it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be the guy. I remember Jason Dubois, and who was the other? Like, I remember Todd Hollingsworth had a hot September once. Like, oh, yeah, just wait till Holly comes back next year, and Hollingsworth will stop. Yeah, but they also probably didn't hit a ball 144 miles an hour and then hit for the cycle in their second month up in the bigs. So I watched Tuffy Rhodes hit three homers off uh, Doc Gooden. <laughs> yeah, weird stuff. So, yeah, in general, I mean, that's just that, – that should be everyone's philosophy if you're yeah. going to go a young route. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Having them in AAA is going to do absolutely nothing. Our, our manager says we are not in the business of developing players. Yeah, we are not doing that. Well, right. then, then buy a sub then. I'm fine with that. Just do what IFG said and to trade the young guys for great. Like, let's get Juan Soto on the team. Like, that's that's what uh, it was, was texted Luis and I in the group chat uh, that Cerami, who couldn't be here with us tonight, Michael Cerami, um, said he just wrote in all caps Juan Soto, <laughs> and you can get that if you I mean, trade some of your one. guys, or you give you give like a king's ransom to the Royals and go get Vinny Pasquatino. Yeah, they're not trading him. <laughs> I don't think. They- if, I mean, I'm saying a Godfather offer. We're more of a Vinny Bobarino kind of team. If you remember <laughs> that show, <laughs> if you, the Sweat Hogs. Um, Joey if says I a- made a really good point about pitching, though. I, I need to point this out. Back in the day, and Danny's old enough, that, like me, we, we know, they used to send guys to AAA to learn how to hit breaking balls because that's where all the drunk ballers were, you know, the guys hanging on in the league. Mm-hmm. But now, like, really no one throws breaking balls like that. So all the guys who are going to pitch at the big league level are bypassing AAA because they're all, all they're doing is throwing 100 and hit it. And, and throwing sweepers. Right, and those guys aren't in AAA. Like, like 
well, I could waste some innings here, or I could just send you to the big leagues, and you can figure it out there. Right. It's kind of funny how I love how baseball evolves like that. It it it, it evolves quickly, uh, and it's a yeah. game of follow the leader, and. Uh, we're really more the follow part of that uh, oftentimes, which is frustrating as a Cub fan because you see a team like the Diamondbacks, not that they're doing anything all that different than anybody else. I feel like that team had a uh-huh. fair, amount, fair amount of luck, but they let the kids play a lot more than the Cubs ever did. They had that bullpen full of sea monsters, and uh, at least they sound like sea monsters. <laughs> they're and, they were, and they were number one in all defensive metrics. That's like something that was rarely talked about. They played great defense. Yeah. Uh, but the pitching, like, they just had the two guys that could go out there and do it. They had a no-hitter yesterday and in until it wasn't. And then yeah. as soon as he lost it, I knew they were going to lose the game, by the we way. had a I very Cubsy all... game, game five yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're, we're throwing a no-hitter through six, and then we're going to give up a run late. We're going to waste a bunch of scoring opportunities. And in the ninth, we're going to give up four more runs just so we don't even have a chance in the ninth. Yeah. The only thing that was missing was the fake rally. And then the two guys we paid $850 million to are going to do their job. Yeah. yeah. I really – and the manager of the year goes to Bruce Bochy for removing Chapman from the game before he had a chance to blow it because yes. you knew that was coming. And so did Bochy. And he's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. look at my crystal ball. <laughs> Actually, let me just look at all of the highlights of when he blew it before in the game. The Cubs he blew it for. The Yankees he blew it for. Like, well, he blew it. He blew it for the Rangers a couple of times late in the season, which led to them being second in that division instead of winning it. And it didn't matter. And yeah, I'd also like to nominate Bruce Bochy for the best old man manager walk. He's good at it. He's got it the way that he puts his hands to his side and hobbles. Dude, that man has titanium everything underneath that, underneath <laughs> yeah. that uniform. Million, the $6 million man. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't have a magnet on his right hand to pick up his right knee to move it forward. <laughs> Just, yeah. Let the, record, let the record show that the last manager to beat Bruce Bochy in a playoff series, Joe Madden. Oh, yeah, that's right. When he was with with the Giants, right? Uh huh. So, yeah, and we're just at the anniversary tonight of that fateful game. Yeah, IFG's got her her uh, World Series shirt on. I don't have a World Series shirt. I I really should. I have a hat, but I should have worn it today. I did not. I Maybe I'll get that at the break. Uh, I don't even have a hat. I have I have this, which I literally got this summer from Stuart. Yeah, uh, and I have a ball signed by uh, Miguel Montero, who hit the game-winning run in that game. He had the game-winning RBI in Game 7, yeah. and I have that ball. Again, thank you to Stuart. <laughs> Stuart you have that ball? ball? You don't have the ball. No, 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 no. I have a ball signed sign. by yeah. Miguel Montero. Well, yep. just clarifying here. Otherwise, Crawley will probably be at your house trying to buy it off you. <laughs> Crawley will be by later, by the way, in the in the night. Oh hell yeah! Give him hell for me. So, um, <laughs> so I I think we should take a break. And and I know Luis, you said you you've got to go. Billy's got a show to do. We've got a lot of show to go. Um, so I I'm gonna just take a a quick. This will be a quick break. Hold We're just hold, gonna- hold hold on, Danny. Real quick, Luis. Yeah. You had so many problems with your internet. 
you didn't get to speak much. Was there anything that you did want to say? Like, is there anything that, because I feel like you might've wanted to say things and you just couldn't cause your internet. Was there anything we missed? Um, I'm looking forward to fleecing the Padres for, uh, Juan Soto. I don't know if you guys saw the athletic report where they like took out a $50 million loan just to like make ends meet at the end of the month at, at September. Yeah, that's a team that's going to be selling everything, and it's, they, it's time that the Cubs take advantage of that. They yeah. owe us. They owe us for the Darvish thing because you oh, know wait. they should just give us back you Darvish. Yeah, for and one Soto, and they can have Nick Madrigal back. Yeah, yeah I'm here for that. Yeah, that was my whole thing. Was was when we were talking earlier, like the Padres are going to spend. I'm like, what with with what Deutschmarks? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, they got doubloons, Cole's cash. What are we working with? Hey man, yeah, Cole's cash is a winner. Yeah, <laughs> they got I got it stuffed under my mattress and all my cargo shorts. Luckily for them, you can only buy players named Cole, and because of and because of millennials being named Cole, oftentimes that's actually quite a few guys. That could be helpful. You could have an yeah. all coal team that might actually come in third, at least. <laughs> I would. Yeah, that's I'm an interesting tra- thought for an immaculate grid day. <laughs> let's put yeah. let's put that together in hour four, shall we? That all coal team. Yes. Before <laughs> I, before I get out of here, uh, I had a really cool interview that I would like for everybody to come check out. Go to the new Nasty Boys YouTube page. I interviewed the CEO of Baseball United. Cash with- money. Dude, Cash is the coolest dude on the planet. Um, he there's he drops some bombshells in there, uh, and definitely like one of the things I'm really excited about is they're they're making baseball fun. It's weird. It's crazy to say this. Like, so they're taking cr- these cricket stadiums are huge, right? So like we have all of this leftover space. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna build out, but like VIP seating behind home plate. And then along the foul poles, they're going to have cabanas set up, basically like swim-up bars at Las Vegas or like a club, and you can rent each one of those out and have like your own private bartender, your own private viewing era, area up close and personal on the field. Amazing. Tell yeah. me they're going to net that in so we don't end up with like people getting hit in the temples with foul balls. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm here foul for ball it. And then drown. The but, ball didn't kill him. And one of the the, really, the the last thing I'll say on it is it, with him talking about developing and creating a basically a baseball bridge between Japan, South Korea, and Europe is really fascinating. And um, he's a great listen. He's a super nice guy, and you'll feel you'll walk away feeling like man. I'm gonna go watch that showcase for free and watch Big Sexy Pitch. Hell yeah. yeah. Bartolo, yeah, Bartolo's going to be up there. There's a lot of names. A couple ex-Cubs. Zach Ross Cup. Yep. Wow. Cub great. <laughs> uh, Reds legend Philip Irvin and uh, D.D. Gregorius. Yes. D.D. Wasn't he a Cub? D.D., no. Red, Diamondback, Yankees, Phillies. Who am I thinking of that's like the D.D. Gregorius of – He's, he's like a D.D. Gregorius type that we had. Angelton Simmons. I was say, oh, yeah. He's, a, he's playing in baseball. United. Yeah, he's he's going to be there. He got drafted. Yeah. It's it's cool. And then the guy who went first overall is the first ever um, Indian-born drafted MLB player. And then he went back, and now he's in the league trying to develop interest. Like, man, it's it's going to be really cool. Yeah, so check that there out. Karan Patel. 
Karen, yeah, for the for and the then, Cobras. Um, That's my team. Yeah, and Anderson on the Cobras too. Uh, Bartolo went to the Monarchs. Cano, Sandoval. I mean, there's some names. Yeah, yeah. that's just the first three rounds. Um, I've got I've got the first ten rounds um, here, or the ten rounds from the draft. Oh, Panda um, so is on my team. This. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last week, and uh, and I'm just so excited for it. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Hopefully, it's not on it. Two in the morning, and we could actually be watching. Well, you'll be able to also go back and watch it on their YouTube channel. Excellent. We yeah. should have like okay, so we should have watch parties. Obviously, count me in. I'm in pajama parties. Yeah, I love five. this. I love this. Yeah. If there's so, one thing I need, it's another league to follow. Well, so, I have my wolves dashiki ready to go. So, yes. <laughs> what you got one? No, I made one. Come oh. on. So, oh, we're gonna we gotta talk about that uh, in uh, the second well, segment. But let's, I, I thought let's it was interesting that Dylan Thomas, late great poet Dylan Thomas, was uh, drafted in that league. Yeah, <laughs> nice to see poetry coming in the, into the into baseball. in motion. Yeah, he was yeah. like a second round pick. He's so, been dead for like a hundred years. I'm so glad I have a show. <laughs> <laughs> So, Luis, thanks for coming on. Have a great night, whatever you're up to, and we'll, we'll do it again soon. Uh, this this again off season, it's a, it's a long, cold off season, and we'll we'll definitely have you back on to get more of your thoughts on as things develop. And I'm looking forward to writing, uh, reading your writing about the Bears, who another <laughs> frustrating another team. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> when I started, when I start the uh, Palter Waiton podcast, then we can, <laughs> we can we can talk about that. Then, and Billy, I have a great show tonight, and we'll of course talk to you again soon too. So thanks for being of here. Guys. Great to see y'all. Have and, fun. I'm never running a marathon. <laughs> well, yeah, keep running, keep running, Seth, keep running. <laughs> All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rantor levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today.